Well, Chris, the topic of the Toronto Pride Parade and funding has come up today uh, as far as uh, City Hall is concerned. And uh, the organizers of Toronto's Pride Parade uh, released a statement on Sunday night. And they said, we, uh, with regards to Toronto's police in the Pride Parade, we welcome and encourage their participation to add to Pride this year as members of our community. LGBTQ uh, police officers and their allies can march in the parade with community groups and with the city of Toronto or even create their own group. They're just not able to march on their own uh, in uniforms. That's what they don't want. Here is our mayor, John Tory, and what he had to say about it. And uh, the most important thing to me at this juncture is that the two groups, the police and Pride, are talking to each other. They both tell me those discussions are constructive. And they've both said to me, perhaps most important of all at this juncture, that a withdrawal of city funding would not be helpful to the resolution of this issue. Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I, I think it's great that everybody's in discussion here, but we have a lot of events in the city of Toronto. And uh, this is setting precedent. Yeah. As far as hijacking like the parade, like Black Lives Matter did mm-hmm. last year and what they want and their demands and they are demands and just the way they conduct themselves. I can see this um, happening in other situations. It's not going to go well. You've opened a Pandora's box, my friends. Well, I think at this point, too, though, the uh, though the the pendulum's already sort of starting to swing back where they at first they said, hey, no cops at all. And now they're saying you can form your own group and march all together. You're just not allowed to wear uniforms. Can they wear a hat that just says cop? No, they can march with other groups. They can't march on their own, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can march with, you know, like the City Hall and things like Mm -hmm. that, the Toronto. I'd say it's it's at least an improvement. if, if this year they're not allowed to wear uniforms, I think that they'll be allowed to wear uniforms again in the next little while. This is at least at What do you this think point, about the being, funding, though? At, at this point, at least they're at the table and they're, they're willing to discuss it. I think that it, there's a certain segment of the organizing of Pride that is unwilling to discuss anything. But I think that we have to make sure that we are, you know, as, you know— uh, or rather, as we, I don't, I, I don't have a, a horse in this race, but I think that the police and city hall have to make sure that they are looking like they're receptive to some kind of compromise. Yeah, I don't know. I still think that. Well, otherwise, you're not encouraging a conversation. You're right. You you're know, right. If, it's if, always if good if to have a conversation. One side digs in their heels, and the other side digs in the heels. Chris, you're wrong. All Stop. We, all we have are two people on polar opposites fighting each other, and everyone in the middle is looking at it, thinking, "What's happening to the world?" Uh, I'll tell you what's happening. Driverless cars. They're going to be a reality soon. And Uber is launching a research group devoted to driverless cars here in Toronto. This is going to be the third hub after Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Now, Pittsburgh is a great place to test driverless cars because it's very hilly and they also get snow. So this is perfect. This is the first hub outside the U.S. They're going to hire dozens of researchers and engineers. Dozens of jobs for you researcher and engineer and people. And uh, this is going to, Uber's going to make a multi-million dollar multi-year commitment to Vector Institute, which launched in Toronto in March. There's only one little problem I could foresee. That's if the judge who is expected to rule on a uh, preliminary injunction against Uber rules uh, against Uber in the next few days. Basically, what's going on is uh, Waymo is Google's self-driving car unit. They launched this lawsuit against Uber in February. Because they are saying that they are using stolen trade secrets to develop the sensors for its autonomous vehicles. Mm. Uh, Former manager illegally, they say, 
illegally downloaded about 1,400 documents, including detailed circuit board designs. This is from an article in the Toronto Star today, by the way, if you want to read more about it. For a laser-based sensor known as LIDAR before leaving the company. Was he not escorted out? What's going on? <laughs> Anyhow, then he founds this uh, auto startup, which was acquired by uh, Uber six months later for $680 million. I mean, that sounds uh, awfully convenient, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, but... The uh, timing is interesting. I'm just interested to see how these self-driving cars handle streetcars. Yep, good point. And I'll, uh, I, I'm having a hard time handling them. Hey, uh, speaking of having a hard time handling situations and battles, you know, I was talking about the fact that uh, Jeannie Bouchard called uh, uh, Maria Sharapova a cheater a couple of weeks ago because she's playing again after that 15-month doping suspension. And I don't think that uh, Bouchard is uh, big on it. You remember when uh, Maria Sharapova, we all thought she was going to resign about a year ago, uh, but no, she went on to say she just tested positive for a drug at last year's Australian Open. If you don't remember, here's a little clip. And I know many of you thought that I would be retiring today and announcing my retirement. Um, but if I was ever going to announce my retirement, it would probably not be in a downtown Los Angeles hotel with this fairly ugly carpet. <laughs> She's such a jerk. I love that statement. And I hope Bouchard kicks her butt because they have started playing today in the Madrid Open. Yes, they are matched against each other. Now, remember, this is what Eugenie said last week. She's a cheater. And so to me, um, I mean, I don't think a cheater in any sport should be allowed to play that sport again. Um, you know, it's so unfair to all the other players who, um, you know, do it the right way and are true. So, um, yeah, I just I think from the WTA, it sends the wrong message um, to young kids, you know, cheat and we'll welcome you back with open arms. So I don't think that's right. And, um, you know, definitely not someone I can say I look up to anymore because it's definitely ruined it for me a little bit. I don't think she thought they were going to be matched up this soon. Anyhow, she is uh, winning right now. By the way, is she? What's the score? Do you have it? I don't have it. You just know she's winning. Yeah. Winning. She said uh, basically, um, it's not the way I go about my job. I've been in the public eye since I was very young. Uh, she said she's heard a lot of things that affect you on and off the court, and I think it'd be really challenging, challenging position to be in. I will let my tennis speak for itself, and that was what I will focus on. Because basically, somebody asked her if she was going to. Um, you know, get personal and really give it to Bouchard today on the court. Well, clearly she is winning. Uh, this is interesting. If you have a habit of putting your foot in your mouth, maybe this will actually make you feel better. It's an odd way to get into this, but on uh, Saturday, Elvis Stoiko was skating on the Stars on Ice at the First Ontario Centre when he tried to do, I think, a double axle or something like that, or a triple axle. Anyhow, Some kind of a flip. thing. He falls on his head during the performance oh. on Saturday, and uh, there is nothing but silence at the beginning when they're trying to check him out. Time, I'm lim- <laughs> yeah, and so let's just play it again. This is what the announcer decides to say. There's silence, there's silence. There's two guys on the ice trying to pick up Elvis Stoiko, and I guess the announcer doesn't know what to do because it's all quiet and there's no more music and like there's no clowns to send in, so he decides <laughs> he's going to play the role of a clown by saying something silly like this. Two-time Olympic. Yeah. How about kick a guy when he's down? Ah. Two-time Olympic. <laughs> he got up. He went off the ice. Apparently, he didn't sustain a concussion, but he wasn't going to skate the next night just to be safe. 
Oh, my gosh. I guess he would really want to take that back if he could. He didn't know what to do. Too bad for him. We've got a radio show here. (laughs) Sorry, guy. I feel for you. I really do. Hey, uh, look, it's going to happen to me soon. I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm, it's inevitable. It's like I've just jinxed myself like you won't believe. Hey, Bill Clinton's writing a, a book with James Patterson, who you may have read one of his novels. He writes fictional uh, novels about a psychologist, Alex Cross. Well, James Patterson and Bill Clinton are um, working together on a thriller. It's called The President is Missing. And basically he uh, is saying and he's drawing on what he knew about the job and being in the White House and the way Washington works. He says it's a lot of fun writing uh, with James Patterson. This is Bill Clinton, of course, is the he I'm talking about. And the book will be out June 2018, just in time for your summer reading list. Right? I'm trying to think of a fun sex joke that won't get me fired. Okay, and uh, I thought I was the one that was going to uh, put my foot in it today, but apparently you're just, I don't know, what are you trying to wade into that? <laughs> don't try and wade into the mask. It sounded like fun. <laughs>